Welcome to Paranormal the New Normal. My guest this week is was a very short notice thing because I saw his post on Facebook a couple days ago and I said I have to get this man on my show. So it worked out a couple days later and here we are. My guest tonight is Alan Rawls and he has a story that I think we're all going to want to hear. Alan, how you doing tonight? I'm fine, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing all right. Nothing like a fun shopping trip with the wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm a married man myself, so I understand that life. <laughs> exactly. So, hence for our little time delay here, but that's okay. Oh, that's fine. So, why don't you tell them, why don't you just start telling your story and explain how it started, basically. Okay, so... All right, well, mind you now the, the, that, oh, well, first of all, let me say this, Jeremy. Um, you will, you're the second person who is actually getting um, this this story um, because I, I've never talked about this to anybody. Um, and I, I, Promised one person, one person that I literally just finished being a guest for, um, that was first person exclusive. So you are, you definitely got the second person exclusive to this and um, and whatnot. And um, I'm I'm glad that how that you are um, allowed me to be a guest upon your show. Um, of course, thank you for that. Um, so. Okay, well, the thing that took place on this, um, I can never forget the night. Um, so the night that this particular incident took place, this experience, was February 11th of 1990. And the reason I remember the night so well and vividly and everything detailed in that night vividly that was the same night that Buster Douglas defeated Mike Tyson. All right. I was a, I was a, I was, I was a kid. All right. Um, but I won't say I was a kid, but um, I was 16 at the time. Um, and I got, I, I got into some trouble at my school and whatnot um, for, Beating up, um, beating up a, a another student and having a gun on me. So they sent me to a school called Stetson School, which is in Barry, Massachusetts. Oh, I'm in now, Massachusetts. I, that's what that's where I'm from originally. I'm from I'm Boston. I'm from West Roxbury, actually. Born oh, I, I go there yes. for work all the time. Yeah, I know. I know West Roxbury. Yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised out of Orchard Park. So, the, the Massachusetts is my life. I currently live in Virginia right now. Um, me and my wife. My wife is from Virginia. So, we they sent me to the Stetson School, and I was there. This probably a little over a year. I would say it had to been a little bit over a year. I would say maybe roughly 13, 14 months in when 
the experience took place. All right. Now, the night prior to that, which would have been February 10th, the night of February 10th, a bunch of us were in town, a bunch of us uh, um, um, kids from the yeah. school. We was in town because we 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 get allowed to go into town to where we can go in to the library, buy 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 you know buy things, so forth, so forth. So it was like maybe seven or eight of us us um, around that was walking back um, from from town up the main road. But now, now mind you, it's still kind of like woody woody. You know what I'm saying going down that road, but it's 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 a regular road. It's just kind of trees on both sides for when you get past the school, and for maybe a good quarter of a mile, it's it's like woods on both sides. We hit that little wood a uh, uh, wood stretch coming from town before we get to the schoolyard building, and. We all seen like this cloud thing, seeing like it was hovering, like a white cloud type joint. And couple of, couple of the girls were kind of like, well, you know, like, what's that? And us, us boys, we, you know, we're not scared of this stuff, you know. So we thinking it's just a cloud or something. We don't think nothing of it. But it did kind of seem strange the way that it was so low like almost to where we could literally touch it with our hands. And in the way it was moving, it moved like and back and forth in a way that it was controlling itself. But again, I'm I'm not I don't scare. And so I don't think nothing of that. So I chalk it up and turn around brushing it off. I said that's probably just Casper. Everybody laughs. We go back. We go back. We go back to the building. Da da da. The next day. All right. Now, the school announces that they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and 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 get uh uh do the the Tyson uh Buster Douglas fight on the pay per view for everybody, and it was gonna be held at the at the um uh, enemy school. Which is on the other side of the field. It's part. It's all part of the Stetson School. That's just another uh, building to where they do more uh, uh, classes and stuff. Now, from our building going back to that building across the field, it's I would say roughly maybe. It, I, I I think I, when I told the guy uh, um, just a little while ago, it, was, it could have been. Maybe between four to five hundred yards um, of that distance. Yeah. So now we we the the fight ends pretty quickly. Boom, boom, boom. So now because we have an extended curfew, because normal curfew would been eleven thirty, but they had the curfew set up to um, one. So the fight being ended pretty fair and quickly. We still had time, blah, blah, boom. We go out, me and my friend, uh, best friend Chris. Now, mind you, me and, me and him, we met at the Stetson School. 
because he was my first roommate when I got there. Yeah. He had already been there for a few months and me and him became really close, became best friends. So me and him always, we went everywhere together. We hung out all over. So now we came out and it, again, it's, it, it's now February 12th because it's like a little after midnight. We come out to go across the road to the wooded side, which is coming out on the right-hand side of the building, crossing the road, going straight across onto the right side. On that back end side of that, that forest there, there's back in, there's some there's the apple trees. And a lot of the kids go back out to grab apples and stuff to eat and stuff. So me and him decided to go back there to grab us um, a few apples before we went to head back into our building across the field. We come back out. We we go in the crab a, um, apple tree thing stuff. Right? Is maybe is 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 maybe um, eighty yards or so in. So we come in eighty yards. Da da da. So we get a few apples. We in a couple of apples. We coming out. We come out, like I said, maybe about we, we about maybe a hundred and maybe about a hundred and twenty yards in now, roughly around that, from where we came from the where the road is to where we came out in the field. When we came out, the crazy thing is, is we we. Well, okay, let me backtrack. Before, when we first came out the building, we noticed that cloud thing before we seen the night before. Yeah. But again, we don't think nothing of it because up that area, it kind of stays a little cloudy. You, you do deal with uh, fog, da da da. But what caught me, and it caught me, and it stayed on me, is because of the way it it seemed to move by itself away from other clouds and the way it was way the other clouds were cloud positions this seemed to be hovering like literally over us or like not like directly but i'm saying just that close that we can almost reach out and grab it so we see we don't think nothing of that. You know, again, we just chuck it off. Ask Casper type joint, da da da. But when we go to the field and we come back out at the little opening part where we can he stops and he looks up. So naturally I look up. I'm thinking he's seen the cloud thing again. You know, and that's I'm looking, I'm like, what? That's when not seen, but we heard it. It was like giant wings flapping. We started to walk back towards that building where all of, where everybody was at because we wanted to go back and tell the teachers and those in authority. You know, now my heart is actually starting to raise Chris's kind of stuff. He was like, man, I don't know what that was, but we had to go. We got we get over, right? So we start to walk back. And when we did, we 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 hear it again. And this time when we look up, we see it. Black with bright red eyes. 
but the wingspan on that thing, thing, but we didn't really know the grasp of just how big this thing really was, why it was up in the sky. We started, like I said, we was getting, uh, I'm getting ready to go towards the field, uh, 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 back to us, the main uh, um, building we came out of. It came down and landed right there where we was getting ready to go towards. And when it came down, like I said, this thing had, had some, every bit of good eight, nine, even possibly 10 feet or so tall. But the wings on the thing what was what was crazy because it seemed like it had it seemed like it had these I don't want to say eyes but it seemed like it had it was something it was something about the wings but the the wingspan of it was so so huge that literally it almost I know it had the wingspan had to been had to been a good I would say a good 20 yards 20 30 yards and and spread and I played football you know as a kid so I knew what you know and and I'm quick in math and I but I'm looking me and him both when we seen it come down and land there and then the eyes got glow we both took off running back towards our our building, which is where we actually sleep at. We ran back so fast. Now, if they recorded us, I know we would have been recorded probably as the fastest humans on earth that night. We we didn't bother looking back because we know what we saw and we know that it was not something that should have been around. We had to go, and we ran so fast back towards the building. I ran through the glass, the door of the front building. Jesus, <laughs> I still, I still got, I still got cut marks and stuff upon my body when I went through that glass. They came in, security ran in, some of the staff da 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 was like, "What's going?" We both froze. We we were all we both do is point out, point out. Guard goes out there looking around. They kept asking what what we was all we kept saying is wing thing, wing thing, wing thing. You know, and we didn't know what we was really actually saying. Seeing, we couldn't say what what we were seeing because we don't know what we were seeing, and. The, the wild thing about it is we think we might have saw it again like almost what this maybe a year and a half later uh, we had been um, left the school we left the school and everything now we was at a lake up in uh, Quincy which is where Chris is from yeah and we was at a lake down there well, you know what I'm saying? There was a few of us kids out there, and me and him never talked about what we saw. We never, never really discussed it. But what what bothers me and keeps me with it on me all the time is because between that and his dad 
being abusive, he ended up committing suicide. Oof, and I know that's, that's unfortunate. And I know his suicide a lot of it came because of what we saw. Because he never did we never did talk about it, but from that point on, it was different. Like he wouldn't go anywhere near woods. And we used to go to the woods and everything all through the night. We used to be we'd just go out there and hang out two o'clock in the morning in the deep woods, being out there with no nothing. We just pull our shirts off our back and lay down on the ground and stuff, be out there chilling. Sometimes we be out smoking in the woods or drinking us a beer or whatever. We never had to fear. After that, he literally would not go nowhere in that woods. And I know it affected him, you know, but I figured that he would got over it. Me, it never did put me, but what I saw that night scared the living shit out of me. I, I've never experienced a fear like that in my life, you know, and it was, is, and I never knew nothing about what this thing was up into 2002. And the only reason I found out a little bit about it then was because I was in prison then. And the the prison I was at at that time, they do movie nights during the weekends. And it just so happens that they had the movie called Mothman Conspiracies with Richard Gere in it. Mothman Prophecies, with, yeah. Huh? Mothman Prophecies, but yes. Yes. That, yeah, Mothman Prophecies, that's it. <laughs> and that's where, when about maybe 10 minutes in, when it was when him and his wife were driving and she seen the thing up in the road and whatnot. And when I seen it, I jumped up and ran out of there and ran back to my cell. <laughs> and all I kept pushing the button, lock my cell, lock my cell. My cellmate kind of me was like, man, you okay, man? Like, yo, you like kind of crazy, yo. But I went and say now I was like, I'm done. I don't even want to see that movie. And it it locked on to us that they got an actual movie about this thing. What the hell? Mentally, I could not get grip that. And I, I never want and I never really researched into it because I guess in a way I was always afraid of what I might find, you know, because I know what I seen. And a lot of this stuff is falling to in line of what I seen. So I know that it's kind of for me, it's kind of like entering a fear of unknown because I know what I seen and what the things that they talk about with this thing, you know, and so forth, I know has to be true. And that's the part for me is I guess in a way is I didn't want it to be true, you know, but and the thing is, is, I've never talked to nobody out, you know, like publicly spoken about this. The only people I've ever told this I'm about to is my psychiatrist and my wife. My wife yeah. is the one that told me that I should, you know what I'm saying, that I should try, you know what I'm saying, I should start talking about it, you know what I'm saying, publicly. Yeah. 
you know, and she's even she even recommend for me to reach out to um to uh, um to the to the ones that made the movies and st the movie about it and and see about getting them to come and talk back to me and stuff about it you know and stuff like that and i guess now i'm ready for that which is why now i'm giving i'm giving you know uh uh guest appearances now to speak about my experience and it and it still scares me you know they even now talking about it, it I was kind of shaking a little bit um, because I still don't understand what I've seen. And to this day, I still never really dug in to really know deep, deep about the Mothman. I do know a little bit. I know that the first, the first possible sighting was in like 66, you know, and, um, um, Plainsfield, West Virginia. Um, thank you, Joshua. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's she really is incredible. She 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 definitely gets she definitely pushes me to to step outside of my boundaries, outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know, and talk about stuff sometimes that I wouldn't normally talk about, um, and. It, I guess for a way it's it's healing for me too, you know. Of course, I mean, and the Mothman. Not many people know much about him. I mean, or it. Not many, not many, not many people know much about it. The Mothman is a very. He's one of those cryptids that is seen occasionally. He's not like a Bigfoot or a Dogman. Like he's not seen constantly. He's seen occasionally and. That's where a lot of the theories around this creature come to light. Because what I was going to ask is, in, did anything significant happen around the time you saw him, like in West Roxbury or Boston? Did was there any major disasters, like natural disasters or shootings or anything of that nature that would be like really bad? I'm trying to think because in 1990 I was only two years old, so. I really don't know the history from 1990 that well, but I can't think of any major events around Boston that would happen around that time. No. Um, and again, this was in Barry, Massachusetts, where we, we, we encountered our experience, which is like further. That's like further west. You that's said like Barry? Yeah, Barry, B A R R E. Oh, Bear. Bear, Bear, Bear. Yeah, Bear, Massachusetts. Oh, I, yeah. I, live in, I live in Gardner. I don't know if oh, you know where that is. you're not far from Bear. No, I'm <laughs> not far. Okay, now you just scared the shit out of me, because <laughs> if you saw Mothman in Bear, Massachusetts, oh, my God. That is and so we, close. That is so close the, to me. It's not even funny. <laughs> at, the, at the Stetson schools where we was at. Uh, I wonder if that school's even open still. But, it is. It's still open. Uh, I I literally, I literally googled it last night, and looked it up. The building hasn't changed much to nothing, right. other than other than the color, and they and there's a couple of steeples on the on the main building because that main building, if you look it up, you'll see it. That's the building that we that we all slept in. It was 
you know what I'm saying, the two floors and different rooms on, on each floor. Yeah. And the security guard, we ran through that front entrance glass is what we ran through. <laughs> I ran through it. And he came behind me. But which which this is this is I mean, I have never heard of the Mothman. Well, I mean, I've heard of the Mothman being in different areas, but usually it's either around Chicago, West Virginia, or I've heard of it in Chernobyl back before the nuclear disaster happened. And I think that I, if I remember reading somewhere, I believe there was a sighting. Somebody had a sighting in New Hampshire or somewhere around there, Rhode Island as well. Was it around the same time as your sighting? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, this is why I say it's kind of it, it, it's odd to me because I I I don't think I I I believe I probably would might be the first or might be the only one who's willing to talk about my experience of seeing the Mothman in Massachusetts. Period. Yeah, I mean, I definitely never heard of one in Massachusetts, but. That's the thing about the Mothman or Mothmen. I mean, we don't we don't know if there's more than one of these things. But yeah, it could be a few of them. We don't. There's <laughs> so little we know about all of this stuff. It's there is very little we know about it. But which poses my next question to you in a way because the Mothman is typically looked at in one of two ways. He's either a underworld entity or a demon. People think that is a bringer of chaos. Or people think he's a heavenly creature or angelic creature, have you, that is a forbearer of doom and is warning people like the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge collapse back in the 70s or when he was seen at Chernobyl, like before the nuclear meltdown. Yeah. And it seems that wherever he was, it was destruction. But I don't recall anything major but I I would have to probably research and see if there was any kind of like anything out the the way that would you know what I'm saying might have uh, uh, intricate effects from that you know what I'm saying like a, a backlab effect yeah I mean we don't know much about this creature so he may just I don't know he may not always be coming by just to warn us or to cause havoc. I mean, he may it may just be another cryptid out there that we don't really realize exists exist to the full extent that it does. I mean, he's only been it's only been seen a handful of times, so by most people, so we don't know what its purpose is and that's why Mothman's one of the most interesting cryptids is because we can't explain why it's there or why it's I mean, it was seen in Chicago in 2017, 2018, multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And President Trump even said something about him on the news at one point, which is to have the president say something about it is like, what? Like, the government's aware of this, apparently? They're paying attention? Because the government usually doesn't pay that much attention to cryptids unless it's something that they're hiding, like aliens. But Which is, to me, you know, like a one of one of my strong beliefs about stuff. Thank you, Joshua. It, it it really it one of the one of the firm beliefs that I do have, or one of the theories, strong theories that I have, 
is that things like, of course, the Mothman, uh, Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, whatever the name they give them, um, things like the Loch Ness, you know, stuff like that. These supposed creatures, animals, beings, whatever, I believe that they're inter I believe that they're interdimensional beings. Yes. Interdimensional beings and creatures that that can move through that could do move through time and space at will. Which is why we never why when they say Bigfoot, you know, there's been sightings over going going way, way back for centuries, but nobody's no no clear evidence has ever been formed that of bones or skulls were found or whatever natural of them dying in the woods or whatever. And I believe that they may possess the same genetic tissue that the 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 the, the vampire theory was based off of. When the vampire is killed, the vampire returns back to what? Dust and ash. It, it 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 disintegrates into an ash after you kill a vampire. Yeah, supposedly. So it leaves no it leaves no bones, nothing being left behind. And I bet that it's possible that these that the that these that these the, even like the Sasquatch, whatever the name, whatever I guess they name it, the Yeti, Bigfoot, whatever, you know, lot. I believe they're all interdimensional beings. And they pop up whenever they want to because they move through space and time at will. And when they show up here and when people see them, I believe it's because they want that particular person to see them. It's, it's, they, when they're here, they freely move around. We could probably be sitting right there in the woods chilling and there could probably be 10 Bigfoots around you and you wouldn't even know it. Because if they're interdimensional beings, that means they have the ability to cloak. So they could be standing right in front of you. You would never even see them. Kind of like a predator, you know, the whole predator type thing. Cloaking devicing. And 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 I don't feel like it's so off off put with it. But what gets in is when you say something like that to some Bigfoot believers. They'd be like, well, that's talking crazy. Well, why would that be talking crazy if nobody's ever gotten clear pictures of them? Think about it. That means uh, they may have the same ability that the, the vampire has because a vampire can't be, you can't take pictures of vampires. They don't show up in film and they don't show up in mirrors. So the Bigfoot's probably got that same ability, the Sasquatch, these interdimensional beings, Loch Ness, all of these different, all of them different ones probably have it set up like they're, prob they're probably able to shift and move and, and cover themselves because they're not of our realms. They move freely, and which means that they're able to do things that, that define, where did you find those? So, in the deep freezer? No, at the bottom of the deep freezer. Behind that on the thing. Oh, I'm sorry about that. My wife. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But what, 
what you are referring to is actually a theory I've heard before, and it's called they call them ultra terrestrials, which means they come from different dimensions. Right. Yeah. That. That's it. Ultra terrestrial. Yes. That's it. That's the name I was thinking. <laughs> but let me propose this. Let me propose this theory to you because, I mean. I have, I've had this theory for a long time, and I always like to throw it out there when people bring up like the ultra-dimensional stuff, and I'm just like, well, what about this? What if Earth is a prison planet for alien species? What if Earth, what if in space there's a UN of alien species, or a dupe if you want to go the Futurama route, or the Intergalactic Council, like on Star Trek, of different alien species, and they decide to send alien species that are not agreeing with them to Earth as like a prison. And what have they been doing that since before we came out the caves? So that's very that's very much possible. And that's and again in them doing so, they still they still allow, um, allow them to to harvest certain powers or whatever so you know that they would call it to be able to still like cloak or whatever it is to, to remain hidden on on earth because they still got to find have a way that they that they can blend in and mix in within because with the government and our satellites and everything else that we got why would we, we never been able to find an actual Bigfoot or any of that. And I believe it's because them being those kind of beings from different galaxies, universes, whatever. I believe it's they have that that they have the ability of cloaking. You know what I'm saying? Shielding. Oh, I agree. I mean and there's actually a phenomenon out there called Glimmermen where people see like predator esque like those people someone someone would be looking at like a patch of woods and all of a sudden they see like a movement in the woods but they can't see what it is and it looks like a glimmer like a predator in cloaking and to define it in the best way i can so i mean there's that possibility that they do give them cloaking technology of some kind or earth is constantly having ufo reports everywhere what if those ufos are the different wardens and they're hiding all the evidence of any creature that dies. They're hiding any any evidence that a creature was nearby. What if they're just constantly covering up creatures that they put on Earth? They, and they, and that might be that might be very well. Well, that that that's a very good, a very very convincing theory as well. I mean, it's just one it really that's been. Is. I don't know where I came up with this theory. I don't know if I, I don't, I really don't remember if I made it up or if I heard somebody on a podcast talk about it, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. And like, like Josh has said, there has been, there we go. It had, there has been evidence of Bigfoot. I mean, small town monsters in their documentaries, they do. They went to the Olympic project in uh, Washington, the state Washington, and they found, like Bigfoot nest and they captured it in fo on film. Like there's there, there's huge nests that are on the ground that they believe Bigfoot would sleep in or raise their young in. What have and you? As well as well as certain things that's been that's been found in the woods. You know, like trees bent out that 
can't be explained, you know, and made into huts and, you know, things like that as well. And um, again, and that's a, a, a very well right there is because Bigfoot has to be, and they, they are real, they will. And again, that's another, another proven factor or another close evidence support that Bigfoot is, uh, has, has uh, cloaking abilities, which is why they down here and we don't never see them because, you know what I'm saying, unless they want to be seen. See, I don't know if Bigfoot have cloaking abilities, but what if they, what if they've just been here so long and they're so scared of human beings that they, because they see what human beings do to other animals, they see what human beings do to each other, and they, they've been seeing it since the beginning of our time. So what if they just got very, very good at being able to keep themselves hidden? What if they figured out ways to hide in the forest? Or maybe they're using cave systems in certain parts of the U.S. because there are tons of cave systems all over the East and West Coast and in the mid Midwest that are so vast that no human being has ever explored them completely, except for, except for Native Americans, of course, because they used to take... But they what? About, but then, but then, how do they? How do they hide against the satellite systems and stuff? That, and I'm sure that they they've been searching the the planet with the satellite systems, probably looking for Bigfoot. But then ah. again, they probably know of them, and so they don't need to search. <laughs> it's exactly. us trying to find the evidence. They know that they exist and whatnot. They see them through their satellite. And again, they probably do have, they probably are, you know, like they have tracks to them. They know where they're at. They know when they're moving, you know, and traveling. They know when they're giving birth and, you know, and so forth. I mean, again, it's, 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 some people, some people may not try to believe, but again, it's, it's way too much evidence for this stuff to not believe. You know what I'm saying? And it's way too oh. many experiences of people who, for you know, what I'm saying for them not to, not for you not to believe. Now, it, in how we believe it could be, you know, what I'm saying some of the problems because yes, some people go and go full fanatics that I'm down and, and go way out. But again, that it's a way of opening communication and dialogue of what. Some of the th um, things that we may not know, you know, what I'm saying the stuff we don't know, which is pretty much everything, because we really don't know nothing about any of this stuff for real. Only, exactly. Only exactly. what they leave behind for us to know, you know, evidence of stuff, little traces for them to, to, okay, well, okay, we're going to let you see us, this person, these people see this X or whatever, da da da. We're gonna do this. We're gonna, but everybody can't see us because everybody ain't gonna. Everybody ain't gonna be able to handle it. Of course, and I mean, the government a hundred percent knows Bigfoots and other creatures exist, and they are keeping it hidden because they're worried that they're worried that they're worried that humans will freak out about it, which. The same reason they didn't say anything about UFOs until COVID hit, because they want they wanted to take people's minds off of COVID 
So they announced, oh yeah, there's UFOs. We don't know what they're not. They're nobody we know. So they must be from. They must be from out of this universe. I mean, so the gov- the government always always knows more than they're letting on. Always. But that's very much so. Just like just like the belief, and I and I I truly believe like there's mermaids in the water in the oceans. We may we we may not like me or you or the next person may never have seen them. But there has been some people who have sightings. And I oh. believe that they're out there. The Loch Ness. I believe that he's out there. I, I believe that the Loch probably lives somewhere in I think he might live somewhere in the uh in in the in the uh, uh Bermuda Triangle, you know, uh which is why he's easy to, he is able to hide and shield himself so well. And he moves throughout them waters or whatever. But again, we have all these different and and what you said makes good sense. It could be where all these different alien councils creating a council. And when you you know what I'm saying an earth is nothing but a dump, um, dumping ground. Basically, I mean and I mean the Loch Ness monster lives in he lives in a lock in Scotland. So I I don't think he's in the it's in the Bermuda Triangle, but I definitely I definitely believe that there's plenty of stuff in the ocean that we don't know about because we haven't explored the oceans fully. We cannot explore them fully because we don't have the machines to go that deep. Oh, we would never be able. To, I don't. I don't think we'll ever get to there where we because the Earth, I believe, goes all the way into the crust, and we. we I don't think we'll ever figure a way to penetrate through. The, the crushes core of travel. And I believe that's where a lot, there might be, when people talk about, like when, when that movie, like with the movie with Kong, uh, Kong first uh, Godzilla. You the, know, hollow earth, um, the, hollow, the hollow earth theory, yep. Yep, and I believe that's, that's very, very much well could be true too, which is where a lot of these creatures come from. They come from the hollow earth. And and when certain things happen, like certain earthquakes or shifts because of because of people and they're building and you know constantly changing the, the land and stuff and it, it makes some of these creatures come out because they're they're popping out probably because they are protectors of the earth as well. And they're coming out to, to warn everybody, like, look, you Stop, stop that, or or you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's going to be real bad. Yep, and so, I I agree. And you know what's funny about that? Since you mentioned since you mentioned Godzilla vs Kong, there's a cryptid in Africa called Mokele Mbembe, and it means he who, it means he who blocks the river, and it's supposed to be a brontosaurus or some kind of living dinosaur but it's funny because in godzilla vs kong they cut it out of the movie but in the book version of godzilla vs kong they mentioned mokele umbembe in the book as one of the titans which is the lotness which he mokele umbembe is from somewhere in the congo in africa i forget the exact state but he 
he is from there, and he has been seen by natives in that area since before white men went there. And which means there has to be a family. They have to be reproducing. Otherwise, it would have died out a long time ago. And in Godzilla vs. Kong, they, in the book, they actually use the name of that creature as one of the Titans. Which, I mean, all that can mean nothing. They could just be going off popular culture. But it's just interesting that they would bring that up in a book about Hollow Earth and Titans here to protect the Earth and whatnot. I mean, it's it's interesting. And I love the idea of living dinosaurs still on Earth because there's been and that, could be the other, that could be the other very well theory too that uh, could be probably could be more spot on than anything. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yetis are living in the Hollow Earth and pop up here on on on, on you know on our Earth just to come up and and eat the for whatever reason they might come up here to 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 collect something that they need, you know, to bring back to how earth or it could be that they come up here for so, something or just to whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I believe Hollow Earth might be where they literally live at. Which is and interesting because I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook, but there's a meme that's been going around Facebook and it shows a map of all the cave systems in America and where all the missing 411 people go missing in the in the wilderness in America and it overlaps greatly so it's what is taking these missing people that lives in those caves because it's obvious that there's some connection I mean all you have to do is look at the map of it and it, it makes sense and I mean the hollow earth theory would give a place for all these creatures to hide. I mean, Bigfoots are seen almost on a, I don't want to say daily basis, but throughout the United States, they're seen at least every other day at some point because there are stories from <clears throat> that kid that people tell nowadays of like their grandfather in the early 1900s had a, had a house up in the mountains and he used to see Bigfoot every day walking around outside his cabin basically. I've heard stories like that. And what if the Bigfoots are out there, but they just avoid us unless we live in very remote areas, and then they kind of learn to live with us? I mean, maybe then they know that if we don't say anything, they don't have to worry, and we're not going to say anything because we don't want to sound crazy, especially 70, 80 years ago when paranormal was not a big topic. I mean, that's the, that's the reason my show is named what it is, because paranormal is slowly becoming the new normal. Everybody, every if you say Bigfoot to anybody nowadays, they know what you're talking about. Seventy years ago, that wasn't the the, the, the case. Half people yeah. look at you if you try to explain what you're talking about. Then half people look at you like you're insane. But now it's just it's accepted that there are things out there we don't quite understand or know why they're there yet. But people, more and more people are trying to figure it out, and eventually. We're going to figure it out. It's just going to take a long, long time till we actually have full evidence of anything. But then we got to ask ourselves a, que a question to that, to that is, do we really want to know the answer? That's the hard question because... Because the I, answer that we're looking for may not be what we think it is. It could it could very well upset the balance of, of, of people's lives and nature. So sometimes 
knowing the answer to something, not knowing it is is better than knowing it. Oh yeah, and, I mean, and, and that's the, why they have the day we actually break through and explore every cave in America because of people building buildings and whatnot, and people wanting to expand and expand and expand. There's going to be some issues because there are obviously things living in these caves deep in them that we don't know about. Native Americans might have known about them because Native, Native Americans had stories about their ancestors trading with hairy tribes of hairy men. So, yeah. is that Bigfoot? Most likely, yes. Unless there really were just a tribe of really hairy men somewhere in the United States that died out before white men got here. I mean, I don't know. It's a possibility, but I've, I've heard it from multiple Native American tribes that they their ancestors traded with tribes of hairy men, and they just treated them as hairy men. They didn't treat them as anything different, so because Native Americans were more in tune with the earth than we are. So they just accepted things the way they were, but I, it's hard for me to say, because we don't know, and we're not going to know anytime soon. It's just the way it is. Until someone captures a live or dead Bigfoot, no one's going to fully believe it. That's what it would take for the full populace of America to be like, oh, they exist. All these people who we call crazy for the last 50 years for saying they exist, they exist. <laughs> but then you'll have everyone, then you'll have every crazy person out there hunting them. Which is no. what I fear. Which is what I fear. Yeah. And that's probably, and that's again why they, they, they harvest their secrets, you know what I'm saying, from from us because we we not ready for those. We're not ready for their secrets. Yeah, we're not. We're not, and human beings are not at a point where we're in tune with nature enough, and we're not in tune with ourselves enough, even to handle something like this. I mean, we're still fighting each over each each other's countries over petty differences. There's still racism and sexism and everything else in this world. We are not ready to explore something beyond ourselves yet, which is why the, the government does know about these things, but they're not telling us because they know we're not ready. They know it would cause an uprise and a panic among all of America and all of the world if these things were to be claimed as true. That, and, and it kind of takes me back to um, when Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy stand up comedy. I don't know if you remember when you, when Eddie Murphy had the one where he was talking about the aliens, where he was like, when he was talking about, he said, he said the aliens being over us, flying, talking about some, let's go down and visit. He's like, um, the aliens being the thing, talking about some, they are there over there killing each other over black and white. We green. What do you think they're going to do to us? <laughs> you know, and I think he, he had, he had, I think he was on, on to something with that, you know, because we do tend to, we, when we, things appear here, the first thing they want to do is they want to capture it. They want to do all these tests on them, you know, and study and, you know, and treat, treat whatever it is to inhumes, you know what I'm saying, conditions and, and stuff like that for the sake of science and study and to see if they can create a, a, a weapon from it, you know, and 
that's the thing. The, all these, I guess, in a way, you could probably call them mythical creatures because they're, they're mythical to a point because we don't know enough about them or, you know what I'm saying, or understand anything about them to to know what they truly are. You know what I'm saying? So oh, 100%. Kind of, they're, they're, they exist. They're just... They're just they're mythical to us. They're 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 it's like a sparkle dust. It, it's fascinating. We're trying to figure it out, you know, and everybody's doing their own little research, you know, and their own, you know, their own searches and stuff out here in the wildernesses and you know, looking for Bigfoots and Yetis and looking for out there in the oceans, looking for rockness monsters and still in magical lands, you know, trying to find unicorns and people still with the sightings of the Mothman, you know, these creatures, these 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 beings, whatever they that they, they are, you know what I'm saying, they're yeah. they're here. And we have to we have to accept that. But what we have to also accept is that they when they're ready and if they're ready, they'll reveal the secrets to us. Yeah, if we I, just stop trying to search them down and try to kill whatever it is and or or do away with or capture it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this is why they don't, because they know that that our people, this the the the, the human people are are or animals themselves. <laughs> we just have we just have a standing intelligence with our animalism, which makes us more dangerous. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I agree a hundred percent because humans are har we're horrible creatures. I mean, not all of us. Some of us are not out there looking to kill things, but a lot of us we just want to get the fame of being the first one to discover and say, Oh, this is real. I mean Look at all the white men who went to Africa for the first time and, oh, the gorillas are real. Let's kill them so we can take their skin and make jackets out of it. Let's kill these giant, beautiful elephants so we can t make money off their tusk. Like, we are not a good race of people. We are not. I mean, I, I personally am because I don't kill anything. And there's tons of other people out there who don't either. But I don't want I don't want to mean the whole human race but there are plenty of bad people out there for every good person there's probably three bad people and it's just that's why these things don't show themselves because and that's why they they've been around longer than we have and they know don't show yourself to these people because they're going to kill you probably because they like to kill everything they come across they did to their own people when they started exploring the world they killed their own people except for the few Except for the few that befriend them, you know, and and treat them with respect and give them space, you know, because I have I have also heard I have also heard stories about um, you know people having families of them on their land, you know, and oh, yeah. that's because they know that that they're not going to harm them, they know that you know what I'm saying they they're like. Basically, they're telling them this was y'all land before it was ours. So, 
You know, who am I to stop you? Even though I own it now, who am I to stop you from from wandering your natural um, habitats? You know, and that's the problem is we're trying to take all these natural habitats from these from these things and then expect them to conform to what we want, and it's not going to work that way. You know, it doesn't. And no, that's why they do keep themselves hidden from us because of our animalistic behavior. A hundred percent. I I I agree, a hundred percent with that theory. Because I mean, we are just. I mean, yeah, I've heard stories too about Bigfoot living on someone's land for hundreds of years, and they just survive naturally because the people don't mess with them. Like the in the one story I heard. The bo- the boy was told by his grandfather, "Oh, he he lives he lives in these woods. We don't bother. I don't bother him. He doesn't bother me. That's the way it goes." And th- this was a 30, 40 year old man telling a story about when he was a kid. So this was maybe seventy, eighty years ago, a hundred years ago. Who knows? But it's just, I mean, Bigfoot live everywhere that there's forests. If there's a for- they don't live in the middle of a city, obviously, because that'd be stupid. But and they're smart. So they live in the middle of forest, and they just they learn from the beginning of time, especially if if they wore, gi- I always mess this up, Gigantithecus, back when we were Homo sapiens coming out of the caves. If they wore that race of creatures, then they've been here since before we were, and they just they the, the Homo sapiens were trying to kill them out, so they started hiding, and they realized we need to hide from Homo sapiens, and they went deeper into the woods and deeper into the woods. And then we started civilizing the world. We started civilizing the, the world, and they hid better. They learned how to hide, and maybe they found these caves. Who knows? I mean. But then again, like I said, it could be that they just jumped back and forth from Hollow Earth at any time. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's possible. I mean, there are so many theories out there about how, this thing, how these things exist that we'll never know until we're meant to know. And then when that day comes, I'll be a happier I mean, person if I'm still The Mothman thing, I would love to figure out, you know what I'm saying? I would love to actually know the the, the truth behind that, like, truthfully. Oh, God, yeah. But then again, I don't because from the little bit I have read about, like, you have read, that it seems to bring community around wherever it is, it, it is. You know, it brings destruction and chaos. And again, I, I'm going to research to see if it was any kind of uh, out of the way that it may not uh, seem, you know, I may not uh, recognize it as something like that because I, I, I didn't understand none of that stuff then. You know, like I'm starting to understand now. So it could have been a, some, something that took place back then that didn't register as being a connection. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to research and look in to see if it's something that kind of like pops back at me and says, wait, you know, that was this. And, you know, it's some, if it speaks to me. And then I'll, I'll understand more if that's the case. And then that'll bring some insight, too, because if something did happen that I don't understand and didn't understand then, 
you know, I'm definitely going to end up studying in more about it. You know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, I'm going to ask you this one last question, then we're going to wrap it up because I do have to get going. But mm-hmm. when you saw this, when you saw Mothman, I'll call it Mothman because I truly believe that's what you saw. Did you have a overbearing sense of good or evil when you saw it? Like, of, did you get like any kind of feeling when you saw it? Just Other, fear. Okay, I mean, fear you, like a, a sense of dread, um, sense of panic. Of course, I, I, I mean, I can't remember a sense of high state panic. It was like. When I say panic, I guess I could say it was kind of like my body was reacting in a way that I've never felt it react. Like it was your it was your true fight or flight instinct kicking in, is what you're saying. My spirit, it was like my spirit w- went to fear too, and my spirit was telling my body, "We got to get the hell out of here." <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, and, and I it was you. it was that immediate fight or flight, and I wasn't about to fight something I didn't understand. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, you know, I never had that much fear in my life, you know, and I, and again, up to now, I've never, I've never felt nothing close to that level of fear. It, that was something entirely which, different. Which makes me think, maybe there is some saying that the Mothman is the underworld equivalent of like a forbearer of like a bringer of doom. Like maybe that that's why we get such, that's why everybody who saw it ever is automatically struck with such fear is that it's just a natural human reaction in the brain to something that evil, because it's something we've known since the beginning of time exists. We've known evil exists since we came out of the cave. I mean, we used to think it was animals like saber-toothed tigers and whatnot, but we we also understood probably back then that there was worse things out there than that, and in a biblical sense, maybe always. I mean, before the Bible was even written, though, we knew there was dark, dark evil out there that we need to be aware of, and we told stories around the campfire about it back in the caveman days. And to this day, we still warn our kids about the boogeyman or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's always been evil. There's always as long as there's been good, there's always been evil. That's just the way the world works. But it, it, it is. It's a. It's 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 a yin yang. You know. It's it's exactly you know, one. One can't live without the other. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree with that. There's there's always going to be a yin yang effect, a karma effect on Earth. It's just the way it will be until the day we are gone. And like Josh just said. It's different when you literally see it in front of your eyes, but of course it is, because if I saw a Bigfoot in my woods behind my house in Massachusetts, which they're supposed to live in Lemonster State Forest, which is about 10, 15 minutes away from me, so it's possible. So if I saw a Bigfoot come out of my woods, I I would probably be like, oh, Bigfoot, finally, but part of me would want to run and hide because it's an unknown creature that I've never seen before. It's just the natural fear we have of the unknown. Which well, you might you might not want to turn around because there's one in your window now. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I, trust me, I, I, 
I, I, that'd, be, I that'd, be, that'd be crazy though if one just happened to pop up in a window while you're live streaming one day and and, and is actually <laughs> pop. That would now that would be wild. Like you would really oh. then you can be like, look, he was trying to be on TV. <laughs> oh, that he's got to get famous. That'd be insane because that then it would be on video, and then I could I would send to someone who could who can deal with video better than I can, and I would say enhance this right here and blow it up please <laughs> but and, and, I, and that you and that's not something you can just 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 add to your screen joint they would be able to tell that <laughs> yeah that'd I be, mean, there, that'd be wild though like have you ever have you ever ever like set up stuff around your a property around the, you know like just like no. cameras and stuff just to see if maybe you ever catch something mm-hmm. but, I mean well, not for I'll, to prove to others, but for yourself, you know, like just to oh, say, I hundred percent get what you're saying. I just, there has been, as far as I can realize, no Bigfoot sightings in Gardner, as far as I researched. And I, I've talked to people, and I can't find like a Bigfoot sighting anywhere. I mean, I know there's been a few. I know there's been a few down here in Virginia um, that mostly out the black um, coming out of the um, uh, Desmo Swamp, and that's it's it's very easy to believe that they there could be a a few families in them in the Desmo Swamp. They they could use the Desmo Swamp to travel because the Desmo Swamp stretches from from here through all the way down to Florida and it's so dense if you walk in there and you don't really know what you're doing it's quicksand all up in the, um, the Desmo Swamp it's, Oh yeah, I mean, there's some dangers up in there, there's Black Panthers back there, right here in Virginia Desmo Swamp, right out of the Suffolk way, you can go into go to the Desmo Swamp up there there's a family of uh, uh, Black Panthers that live up there they're oh, tagged, God, yeah. they're yeah, they got them tagged and tr- they track, um, and why not? But yeah, they they're up there. They family family coming up from there. So if if I always thought about maybe one you know one time just going taking a camp camp you know saying take my 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 camp and stuff and going deep some you know going deep into the um go deep into the Desmo Swamp you know saying with a few people and um, whatnot and um, go in with, um, for, you know, like cameras joints to put up for, that would snap at night, trail cameras and stuff for, that were, they use for hunting and all that, but stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of stuff just to, and just to see if, if I ever could, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, uh, see, have an experience with, you know, a Bigfoot. But I would hope that the experience wouldn't be, you know, saying a violent one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course, of course. I would, I, mean, be, I would personally just would want to see one just to say, "Hey, I finally get to see you." You know what I'm saying? Now exactly. I know, I know you're real. I don't care if others don't believe if you're not. I know you are, and that's good enough for me. You know, Exa- exactly. Safe with you. And I'd be like, "You're safe with me." You're safe out here. You're good. You know? Exactly. And, and, I agree. 
Now, some right. things I wouldn't be so so pleasant to want to meet like that, like the Mothman. But I'd be interested in it. I'm knowing if like if there's ever something that they could do that could be a way of catching it. Is it, it can it be captured? You know what I'm saying? Um, I doubt it. I honestly because, doubt it. Uh, yeah, because it move it moves it it moves in and out of the air. You know what I'm saying, and it disappears. And, and so, yeah, you. But I wonder if there's a way you could kill it, even if you can't capture it, or or to even get an understanding of it. Like, could the figure a way to communicate and say, "Hey, I know that what you do and your death. This is, you know, from understanding that da, 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 But I'm just, I'm just curious to understanding." what it is that you really are, what you're about. Like, are you a demon? Are you an evil spirit of the underground? Are you a, a, an angel or are you something else? You know what I'm saying? Are you something from another dimension or just to get an idea of what it could be? Oh, to I better have... understand why it's here you know what i'm saying like that's all i would that's my that's where my curiosity falls is to get a better understanding of why these these beings these creatures and such entities or whatever people you know call them are here why are you here or at on this particular earth if you have the ability to move throughout time and space why be here why why Subject yourself to to being shot, killed, stabbed, whatever, captured, treated with science as a science lab instrument for the rest of your life or whatever. Why would you subject yourself to risk that if you, so I'm saying, if you are a dimensional being that can travel throughout time and space? Why here? Why Earth? What is it about Earth? What 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 is it that has you here? Is there and are all of y'all here subjectively, or are you are you here to fight each other? And we just happen to be here in the way. You know, exactly. these are questions I want. This is stuff I would love to know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, or are they going back to my alien prison theory? Are they wardens as well that are here on Earth actually to keep an eye over things that may be getting loose? And maybe that's what kind of ties into their forbearer of doom type of thing that they are here for. But we do not know this and we will not know this anytime soon. That much I can, <laughs> yeah, that I much can, I can guarantee. That. <laughs> but unfortunately, I do have to wrap up for tonight. But I am going to leave you with this because. You seem interested in all this greatly. Look into the North American Dogmen Project website sometime, and I think it will blow your mind. North America, if, if you if you can, just send me a link for it so I can remember that. I will, because it's an interesting site, and I definitely will send you a link for it. But and, and I'm gonna send you a link to because I have a podcast myself that I'm starting up. Um, I, I'm going to be changing the name and all of that um, because I found that um, somebody actually has the name uh, um, similar to it, um, just spelling a little bit different, but it's still too close. And I don't want to 
feel like, you know what I'm saying? I want people to feel like I'm trying to copyright and friend on somebody else's name. So I'm creating a new name for my podcast um, and whatnot. But um, I will send you the link to the podcast um, 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 profile now that I have because I'm on Anchor. Um, and, and, of course, it puts it on Spotify and so forth. So thank you, Joshua. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, which please do. And once you get going, if you ever want, if you ever want a guest, let me know. I'd be glad to come on and talk with you more. I'd be absolutely, honored. absolutely. That's that's the goal. Is uh, um, the only reason I haven't been pushing with it right now because I think one of my grandbabies broke my laptop, and because of this, making it a little more difficult for me to run my condenser, my my uh, my my. Cause I got a V8 live car, um, sound card, um, and then my condenser mic and all of that. But it's um, kind of difficult with the screen messed up on my laptop to uh, control the um, control the, uh, the recording digital part of it. So I'm looking to get a new laptop so I can recreate and start getting uh, getting jumping back on and getting my podcast moving. <laughs> of course. So, so I will definitely send you the link to that because it will be pretty much the same thing. If not, um, it, I'll have every, everybody will know, you know, whatnot. But right now, that's the same one. And if I can reformat that uh, uh, the the whole joint and still keep that particular uh, um, setting, then I will. And I'm doing. I'm trying to work with Anchor and hopefully that I can keep it. But I'm working on. Um, that I'm gonna build, a, uh, put a website up for it too. So ah, sounds good. Um, where can the people find you now if they want to contact you to be on their podcast? Okay, um, they can contact me on Facebook um, under um, Alan Streets Rawls, just like they see it um, up here on the uh, screen um, and whatnot. Um, also, can find me on um, Instagram. Uh, can find me on the. Um, uh, streets is talking podcast uh that would be uh just like you read in streets with the z i z talking podcast um you can also find me as the deaf chef um on instagram as well um and facebook uh groups you can find as the um streets is, is sit streets is talking podcast Listeners booth and Streets is listeners podcast uh, um, um group. So um those are all the places where they can definitely hit me more so on um on Facebook and they can also uh, email me if they like at um m m t r e n d dot n b h at gmail dot com. All right, well that sounds good and. Any podcasters who want to get him on, talk about his experience, please hit him up. As you all know, you can find me on Facebook as the Paranormal the New Normal Facebook podcast group on Facebook. And everything I do is there. All five podcasts I'm on. Two Paranormal and three other ones. So feel free to catch me there. And you can catch me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. So find me there. And we will see you guys next time. And Grateful to have Alan on tell his experience and just to talk to him in general about paranormal stuff. And I think appreciate you, Alan, you having me on, Jeremy. It's been a good episode, and we will catch you guys next.